Welcome to Roma's home. Hey, Joey. Hey. So, so this week we're trying something totally different. Yeah, the girls are awake. They are right beside us. And we're going to see how this goes. Because usually we wait till they're asleep to start podcasting, but it's a Sunday night and we're always so tired and it's always a run against the clock to get all the everything editing done, and everything done and we're tired. Did we mention we're tired? Yeah, I think we got to find a new time. They're, well, or maybe in a few years when they're older. So this is hashtag real life. You might hear some noise in the background. You might hear some screaming. You might hear us scolding them. Um, we'll see how that goes. And then if it's a horrible mess, either we'll never put this out or we that'll be the last time that we do it. There we go. So let's talk about your beginning of the week. <laughs> My week. Let, let's kick it off of that. Yeah, it was a very, very busy week for me because uh, we'll start it off by... Um, me having a nice little ambulance ride on Monday mor Monday evening. I was eating some cheese. Joe and I were both eating the same cheese, and we really was... enjoyed it. First off, it was a good, it was a good, tasty, uh, stinky cheese. It was, a, it was like an entry level stinky cheese. So yeah, it was really good. Um, and uh, the girls were asleep. We we're having a little time alone, and my mouth starts to tingle. Like my palate was all tingly and numb and weird. Like okay, that's weird and then i as i was swallowing the cheese my throat starting to to, to close up a little bit gradually because it took it gradually took, it, at first it was you mentioned him like oh okay that's that, weird that was but then what after an hour we were watching a movie well and before just... that i went and it took an antihistamine just to be sure but after an hour yeah you're right i, I my, my throat was not improving and i got really scared because that is the first sign of an anaphylactic reaction i mean I, i was so worried that i would stop breathing and joe doesn't speak that much italian so he can't call 911 here anyways that was all stressful i wrote down something that he could say in case i couldn't speak anymore i called 118 uh, here which is the equivalent of 911 for uh, medical emergencies and uh, the guy at the other other end of the line said that i should consider having an ambulance come and check me out Which I agreed to. Ambulance came. They checked me out. They said, okay, we're going to bring you to the hospital just in case. I get to the hospital. And I don't know how it is in the United States, but in Canada, if you enter the hospital in an ambulance, if I'm not mistaken, you get taken right away. You have priority. But here I went through triage and I was considered a, a low risk. So I had to wait in the hallway for about an hour. And it was like 11 p.m. I was so tired. My throat was getting increasingly and increasingly uh, more closed. I could still swallow, but I could I could feel it like close together again when I was done. Anyways, it's hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was very eerie. Turns out it, it was fine. I got cortisone and cortisone to take at home, and everything is good. And then I had to come back home. I had to find a taxi. Couldn't find a taxi at this time. I tried calling places. No one would answer. I go up to a nice gentle looking old lady in the waiting room and i just start crying like <laughs> i need to find a taxi and i don't know how it's 
it's funny how <laughs> it's 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 funny how that's very effective at people getting to help you eh? it's like what's yes. like the last resort like I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I have nothing left. Help me, please. And people will help you. Like you said, this yeah. lady was very nice. Yeah. Called a taxi for well, you. Well, she said you need to look for uh, night taxis, which totally makes sense. Didn't think of that. So she Googled night taxis. She called the number for me. She talked to the guy for me. Uh, arranged it. Every, eventually, a taxi came. It was very expensive. You had exactly enough cash. I had a, the exact amount of change. Because so. imagine... <laughs> Imagine that, like, yeah, because you, you took, we were, before you went, I'm like, take your passport, take this, take the cash and all this, just in case, we had no idea, and it was already kind of crazy, because meanwhile, I'm home, it's like, well, okay, what the heck's happening, right, you're being taken off in an ambulance, I'm with the girls, I'm like, what the heck? And all that in Italian, too, like, I, I can get by, but it's not my first language, so I was very stressed. Everything, I went back home, it was what, like 2 a.m., 1 a.m., yeah. 2 a.m., all good, I'm fine. Um, and actually, I think it was a good experience in the end, because after that, I don't have the same anxiety I used to have when I have to speak Italian to people. I used to be so stressed, and now I've been through that, I've been through ambulance, calling for the ambulance, talking to the uh, ambulance people, the hospital, the taxi, I've dealt with all of that, everybody was very nice and helpful, I have absolutely nothing to fear, so I think that was beneficial. Well, yeah, even for me, I think, like you said, right, like, this is another thing you don't think about, um, this is another, people who are get debating moving abroad into another country and um, working, living, whatever. Like, again, knowing the language is so key. Now, I think slowly I am sort of through osmosis learning to understand Italian. Like, mm -hmm. people are, it's, it's sort of like French, right? I think Italian's much easier. You hear it, it you, can, you can understand it for the most part. And I think learning Latin helps. But speaking is a different skill like that. You have to practice, 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 right? It's, it's different. Right. And yeah, I really felt, I felt personally extremely flustered the next day that, what the heck is this? Like, uh, in this situation, like, I was thinking, like, I was just thinking today as you were telling your parents this story, I'm like, it's lucky both of us didn't get it. It's true. Oh I, was just, I, just, I realized, I, so I, I had the same cheese. Nothing happened to me. So, you know, super Polish genes, right? Okay, I'm just, you know, nothing boast about, but. I'll, I'll talk about my theory after, but keep on going. That's true. Unless we had a different piece of, well, well, we'll hear your theory. Anyways, yeah. I like to think that I'm special. So sure. I mean, let me have that. Keep on telling yourself that, yeah, I know, I know. It's like my one thing, immune to cheese disease. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take that away what from me. What a superpower. Don't take that away from me. But I'm thinking, what if both of us? Yeah. Of course, we would have figured it out. Like, I mean, we would have had to take the girls you have a friend maybe we could have asked like as yeah. like a you know beg you know it would have worked but just i personally as like a as a man as a father husband i didn't like being in that position like especially the one thing that was ticking me off was that i didn't know the language like the language would have been an issue for me to overcome a difficulty and i like to overcome challenges like there's nothing getting in my way but this language thing was actually this is a tough thing yeah it worked out in that you prepared me a little thing to say. I would have, you know, I would have asked a neighbor. Like, there's a few folks, like the neighbor across from here. He's a, he's a nice old man. I would have, I would have figured it out. But I just didn't like. Have. I didn't like that. I didn't like not having a car, because I can't like drive you. It's not like I could put the girls in the thing, take a strap them in, let's go. It's like we don't have that. I had lots, lots of contingency plans. I mean. If I couldn't find a taxi, I was going to sleep in the waiting room. I have a f like, and then wait for the, the trains to start again in the morning. And then it was maybe a 1.5 kilometers to the train station. I, I had lots of plans. And then everybody along the way, Joey, everybody spoke a little bit of English. In the ambulance, when I couldn't find a word, they were helping me out with the little English that they knew. The doctor that I saw spoke a pretty decent English. Yeah. So I, 
It's, and worst case, you have your phone. You have all these little apps. apps. Like I th- honestly, well, but then we charged your phone too before you left. Oh yeah, it's you, true. You always push it to the limit. It's so true. it's true. But you're you're right. I, I the next day I was I was we were, I was basically thinking like maybe we should get out of here. I don't like this idea of this was me. I tend to kind of really get like into these things. I maybe overreact a little bit. And we had a good discussion. I calmed yeah, down. But yeah. I just I mean it's a big concern for me. But I don't think that was a good enough reason. And yeah, it worked worked out well like you know there was a few minor inconveniences but a lot of people live like that you know if anything for me it it really kind of you know pushed me to pick up the italian a little bit more seriously and i think that's what i'm going to start doing in the second semester just really get going it's it's an easy enough language for the most part i just want to take some classes like and learn the basics talk to people and and i've been actually it's funny like since then i bumped into like two people uh, on the train, and the thing with Italians is that they they just talk to you like like it, you're their best friends. <laughs> it just happens all the time. Like especially since that event, I've like four or five people have been like bumping in, talking to me. It's like oh my gosh. Um, it's not like Canada; no one really talks to you, depending on where you are. But like here, it's just very basic things. Like someone was asking me a question about um, like a train where track, you know, um, Ventinova was. The one thing, the one, the one benefit that I have as a like as a human being is I'm pretty good at with like patterns and kind of figuring out what people are saying. Like I don't understand French very well, but I can sort of pick pieces together to sort of construct something that makes sense, yeah. which has been a saving grace. So instead of saying, you know, when people talk to me like right away in non parlo italiano, I now listen to them for a second and I kind of try and get the context of where we are and sort of try to help them. And like it worked out twice. Yeah. Like I was able to kind of figure it out, put it together, and and then the third time, the third time, of course, the lady asked me something. I had no idea what she said. I said no, probably Italiano, and she gave me just like this, the worst stink eye. I'm like, dude, <laughs> this doesn't help me. I'm trying to listen to you. Don't give me a stink eye. So you, you have lost to, what, like two seconds of your life? Come on. No, but still, <laughs> the stink eyes that like kind of push you down. But you just gotta keep going. Like it's right. and. Um, yeah, no, that was that was pretty intense, but I think it was it was you know what of all the incidents, it was probably it was the best controlled thing for you to go. Now you Absolutely. know it. Now we know the now system. I know. Oh, and something cool is that no one ever asked me to pay anything. They didn't ask for insurance. They didn't ask for nothing. And I learned that all emergency services in Italy are free uh, for everybody, for tourists, for um, ambulance, hospital, uh, emergency all free so that is really cool i mean i've lived in a lot of i've lived in different healthcare systems and that's that's pretty cool i mean so far italy has the upper hand with free emergency services uh, somewhat free state system and then you can also have private insurance so it's actually a very good system so far i like it and for my theory so oh go ahead go ahead i don't I, i don't have an allergy to cheese, but the reaction was very allergy-like. So I've been doing a lot of research, and I think it's because some cheeses have more histamines than others. And histamine is—I'm not a doctor or biologist, but it's the the thing you react to when you have allergies. So like seasonal allergies, you take antihistamines. Um, yeah, to calm down. To yeah. calm it down. So I think this cheese just maybe had a huge kick of histamine that I reacted to and that you were not necessarily uh, sensitive to. So. I, well, I was reading, I mean, I was reading that some cheeses, this is not, this was, I was like, what the heck's wrong with this cheese? Uh, some cheeses, like, there are some reasons why it could be worse, but some cheeses are naturally higher. There's even, um, what's it called, uh, ferment, like fermented foods 
Um, fish. Well, fish that hasn't been properly handled. Like, and again, other delicious foods that we like, like salami, prosciutto, these these cured meats that allow like fermental, they can just have these higher doses of histamines, which, yeah, I guess you unfortunately reacted. I was reading that some people get like cheese sweats, like, oh, that's normal. You know, your tongue gets numb and stuff. But what you had was, that was like a full on. It was worse than that. A full on thing. Can we just pause and just, you know, reflect that we're still doing this show and the girls are here. I they're pretty quiet. I, I think it's maybe it's, it's close amazing. to bedtime. They're watching. On. <laughs> they're watching their favorite show, Masha or so. Um, so we're just gonna we're gonna bask in that. They're good girls, but they yeah. are they are here. People are probably disappointed they don't hear them. My but. goodness, when I was chatting with my parents, I think it was like World War Three. They were fighting. They were screaming. They were jumping oh on gosh, each other. Yeah. It was horrible. But at least now they're calm. They're odd. Like in, again, is like for, this is a test. So they're actually fine now. In church, they're fine. Um, oh, they're angels at church. I'm st- especially Monica. No, no offense to Monica, but I am shocked that she just sits with you. <laughs> at home, she's she's crazy, running around climbing things. But with you, she just sits there throughout the, mass. The difference is she's cuddly. Teresa was never cuddly. It's true. So Teresa was a bit hard to handle around Monica's age. But Monica, she's cuddly. <laughs> she likes speaking of the devil. She likes hey, it. <laughs> it's an expression. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but uh, she, yeah. I, I hold her in the baby carrier, and she just sits there, sucks her thumb, and she's all cute. So... I it won- works out. Maybe. I wonder. I guess you won't be able to do that forever, unfortunately. So. Liffy. Liffy. And that's their little, like, Teresa does this squeal thing, which I'm very certain she picked from my, my, from my younger brother. I don't know if she would did it intentionally because they have, they're very similar temperament-wise. But she does that. Physically, little, too, they're very similar. They have the same kind of, like, the facial expressions. It's hilarious. Yes. They, they match each other so much. But yes. Okay, the rest of the week. Oh, yeah. Well, we got Teresa's vaccination stuff straightened uh, out. That was great. That, that was awesome. Your friend from Tilson Bergman saved us. She saved us. She sent us their girls' vaccination records. And then on <clears throat> excuse me, on Thursday, I went to the, the office to see if they would um, need to get it some extra shots, especially for Teresa because we're trying to enroll her to school. And she had to get two shots. Poor little girl. It was, it was very painful for me and for her. <laughs> me watching her but uh no it was good we waited for two hours and i thought it would be horrible but it wasn't because they had a little playroom and the girls played they were stable then they called us in they transcribed everything into the italian little vaccination booklet so now we're all legit both girls that was surprisingly smooth i was worried super that, smooth because you just had a scanned copy of the record i'm like how are they going to take this this is not there's nothing, anything about it. They're really taking your word for it. And yep. it worked out. So I'm very happy. Yeah. And again, that was free too. They didn't ask for any kind of insurance. And and then that's done. So I contacted Teresa's school and I said, okay, so we have everything you asked except for the residency. Um, is that enough? And they said, sure, we can wait for residency. Come and meet us on Monday. So that's where we're going tomorrow. And hopefully we will keep on moving forward. So we'll, we'll give you some updates with that because that's definitely going to shake up the routine because you're back to MCC, your, your old job contacted, well, old job, your job from before Christmas is back and running again. Yeah. You have another job lined up. A little Transcription. Yeah. So, so contact uh, contracts keep on coming. I'm worried that with having to walk trees to school, it might... You know, mess up Monica's nap, mess up my my work time during Monica's nap. We'll figure it out. We're going to have to readjust. We're going to have to push cleaning to Saturday. Saturday, And you're going to have to help me. You already helped me. Of course, but this is, we just got to adapt a little bit. And I think next year, uh, because I think, I guess we're planning for Teresa to go for the full day. It'll get next year. Yeah, because right now she would only start half days. I'm excited for her because I think she... 
Teresa's really good. Like, she's really good with little kids, but I, she definitely is a little bit more intimidated with um, adults. Yes. So it'd be very nice for her to just, I don't know. And again, the, the ladies, the nut sisters there and the, teach, the lay teachers, they're very nice. I'm hoping it'll make her a little bit more comfortable. She's a shy little girl, and I'm hoping this will. I think it is... It's three, three seems a little bit young, but she's also very mature. I think she's like, she's eager to learn. She yes. wants to do all these things. I think it's gonna be so good when she comes back home with uh, Monica, like she'll be able to teach her like her little school things that she learned. They'll, they'll play together. And yeah, oh, because Monica's at the stage where she copies everything her sister says. It's so cute. So I think it's going to be good. Good things. Good things. Good things ahead. Challenges. Some, some, you know, my exams are coming up and everything, but I think... Lord has been good. He's been pushing us a little bit for sure, but he's always been there every step of the way. Now listen to the melody. Maybe it come from me, Sally. And I can sing like Buddy Nelly. I think it's plain to sing. Some people say that. That's uh, our little girl asking for water. Oh, yeah. She, uh, quick thing. I mean, even at night, she had like two dreams. And like both times she woke up asking for water. She was very thirsty at night for some reason. <laughs> yes. So it's, she's just constantly asking for water. So we'll have to bear that in mind. So one of the things we want to chat about, and again, this is another reoccurring thing. We kind of ties in a little bit with last week's sort of the discussion of the body, is this idea. I've been just, one of the things I've been just like spending so much time thinking about is is this 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 idea whether we could um, get people together in order to kind of do a really like a good cause like what uh, what does that mean I mean it really means the like is it possible and it sounds like a silly question but is it possible actually to get sort of a group of people motivated to do something good whether again that could be anything whether working for the church whether you know doing some sort of some sort of outreach, whatever it is, but really sort of, you know, being able to kind of push back against the the world a little bit, um, where for the most part, it feels like we're sort of the ones being pushed down. Um, there's lots of questions that can come from this, a lot of, a lot of um, little tangents we could take, you know, for example, to what extent are we as Catholics, Christians supposed to bear this? Um, that's been a reoccurring thought for me, whether a lot of our life here is, you know, it's, I mean, even when Christ was here, it wasn't a, a peaceful ride. I mean, it was, it was difficult. The Pharisees, the Pharisees were very much, uh, you know, attacking Christ and ridiculing him and insulting him. But nevertheless, he had to persevere in that. And, it, you know, basically till the end, it was really him sort of standing up um, of course, the Blessed Mother as well, you know, close by his side, um, standing together to work for the truth. But afterwards, you know, we do see in the Acts of the Apostles, even we, I'll touch a bit on, on this later today. I mean, we do see this marvelous thing where 12 fishermen, you know, work together in order to spread the gospel, the, the message all over. That... I really just, it, it seems like not like a crazy thing, but really, I just really stop and think how remarkable it is to even just get 12 people to agree and work together on something, especially like that. When I'm talking about good, I mean that even something as good as that, how difficult that can be. Like, I mean, even for example, like, again, even just like uh, uh, our friends, our spouses, our siblings, the people we relate to, it actually can be very difficult at times who we're dealing with um, 
to have that really, I don't know what it is, the true friendship, true, like, I'm willing to be open to you genuinely because I care for you. I trust you. Uh, I want you to be better. You want me to be better. There's no hidden motivations here. Like, let's let's get past this. Let's get working, right? But I think more often than not, and maybe Geneviève can maybe agree to that, it, it's, it's probably more often than not that we have some sort of underlying... Um, how do I say it? Like not ulterior motives, but just challenges or barriers that prevent us from really sort of getting to that point. And I would say a lot of it maybe has to do with our own personal brokenness from whatever capacity that might be, you know, how you were raised when you grew, you know, when you were growing up as a kid, your influences, your own personal challenges, whether through, I don't know, some mental issues, you know, like truly, you know, whether it's through stresses or just the, the weight of life. It can actually be very difficult to actually, I would almost say it's extremely rare to actually have those types of relationships. And Aristotle would say that too in, in, in the Nicomania Ethics as well, that having such true friends is actually a, a, a rarity that most people never really experience. It takes time. It takes years. It takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of, you know, ups and downs, a bit of, you know, a commitment on both parties, uh, you know, that they love the other person. They want them to grow in virtue. And they 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 do it together for the rest of their lives. But it is, I think it is extremely difficult and rare to see that. And I mean, for us, marriage put us in this situation and it was forced in a way that we had to confide in each other. We had to learn to communicate. But I guess if it's not forced, then no one would really make the time to develop it or it might be harder to do so. No, it's, you're right. That's, and the people I do think a little bit, yeah, like it's, um, I don't think that gets emphasized enough in marriage because I think that that is a great blessing. It's a great challenge. Um, and I, I think maybe, you know, I don't want to say that it's going to be easy for everyone, but I think a lot of couples probably still struggle with that, you know, onwards. Because again, this brokenness, I think in some ways, the the more broken you are in sin, it's it, it can be extremely hard. Um, but it does, as yeah, Geneviève, you said, it, it does kind of... Uh, force you to sort of get along. Force, I know we had to do that right away through the get go, and yeah. I think we've we've matured a lot. But it, maybe we, you know, it was an easier starting point. I'm not sure, but and you know, then you have kids. Kids also sort of force you to also readjust who you are, how you are as a person, how you interact with people who are different with you. Especially the more, you know, children are very simple. It's a very different way to kind of interact with them, being more patient, more loving, more meek, more kind. Definitely, those are not necessarily some of the staple qualities we have. So it's, you know, so that's, that's again, just, just, just think about it. Like you, you reflect on yourself and look at the times when you failed to stand up for something. You failed to, uh, you know, act virtuously. You failed uh, and, you know, to deal with a relationship or a crisis with a friend. Well, I mean, just even the issues that one has to overcome interiorly. You know, and by interiorly, I mean working, being really honest with yourself. Self knowledge is very important to see where we, where we fail. We don't like to hear that maybe we react uh, a little too quick. You know, tempered. We might not like to hear that maybe we're too sarcastic or passive aggressive. All these things, but these are things truly things that we we have to face and overcome. I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but I just, I mean, the way that the things I'm speaking about, this is something we all have little bits and pieces of. You know, present party included. But the idea is that, you know, we need to just really be aware of how difficult it is just even for ourselves to be in the right track, how much emphasis needs to be put on that. And then and then if we can even just sort of rise up 
just slightly above our own problems than to work with someone else who's not even us whatsoever, who has their own kind of things that they also have to work through. And if we can even just, just, just even barely get through that, we could actually maybe have the startings of like a good, a good cooperation, a good friendship, a good bond that we can actually maybe start progressing and, you know, some doing some good in. You had a good point earlier, though, that stuck with me. You talk about the, 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 the apostles and how like, it's crazy that they were like 12 people working together. But I think that is the key right there is that they, we, we read in the gospels that they had disagreements of their own, but the key is, is a leader. The key is a leader. And yeah. I mean, if you're trying to put 12 different people with no, everybody's on, their opinion is perfect and you know, that's it. Well, it's never going to work that for sure. But I think if there's maybe some hierarchy or some organization, it might make it a bit easier. Well, you all, you do, in any of these situations, you do need someone. I think it's very important to have role models who are virtuous, who are actively trying to, you know, lead people up this, this road. It's very difficult to find someone who's, I think we can openly admit, for, I mean, within our own lives, someone who we admire being more virtuous, more patient, more kind, all these things that we look up to that can draw us up. But we most likely definitely saw that with the apostles. But the one that you have to look at, even all the apostles, the way they wrote, uh, the ones that did write, uh, even St. Paul, like it's just the emphasis on love, you know, especially when any time when Paul was writing, St. Paul was writing to Timothy or Titus, this guy, this this guy, this this apostle was just, <laughs> this, dude. this dude, my bro, he was just exuding love like he this this is this is this is where he was pushing them but it was it was this love and that that's the type of relationship that was there that's what the type of relationship that was flourishing you know and i think that's really to be effective uh we the, these like these pseudo relationships where we don't want to challenge we don't want to offend and we you know these aren't necessarily going to be the, the bonds that are going to necessarily you know allow us to rise up again i do believe heavily that a lot of it is is, is grace driven, but a lot of it I think is, you know, within our power, you know, whether to humbly accept that, hey, we suck in, in certain capacities. Uh, we need the other person, either, for example, very strong choleric types needs a more gentler, phlegmatic type to speak. Be, to, as my, my prof said in, um, in ethics, you know, the, 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 the choleric is very courageous, but where they kind of suffer is in meekness, you know? So this is where you have someone who's a little bit more meek, who's also maybe struggling with courage. This is a, 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 again, just as I mentioned yesterday, this is a perfect match where we can begin to actually see the need um, by seeing our own brokenness, seeing the, the benefit of the other person, the, 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 the gifts they have been given. Okay, we can slowly begin to, and again, when, when I, yeah, there's, this was just a team of 12. Look at how much they accomplished. I know this with that kind of nerd, like, I'm, I'm even hoping if we could even get 12, I mean, what, like, it's the, the power that could be from that. I can't even imagine. Look at what 12 fishermen were able to do. Really, I think with the bond of love through the power of the Holy Spirit for when, for each other, it's, it's mind blowing. Like how much, how much they were able to accomplish, how much uh, suffering they were able to endure for Christ. I'm just, I'm flabbergasted by that. Yeah. That's a question that I have because you, you mentioned suffering and I don't know if it's a new thing. Maybe it's not a new thing, but right now suffering is not very popular and people try with all means necessary to avoid suffering Yeah, and by medication, by, you know, assisted suicide, by, uh, by, by pleasures, uh, uh, whatever. By pleasures. Yeah. Uh, uh, suffering is just not popular. And I think in order to, 
help each other, you need to, it, it's going to hurt. And people maybe are not willing to do that. I know that I'm not, like, I hate it. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe it needs to be a switch in how we see suffering and how we see. This is, this is huge because even the idea of being virtuous, for someone who's not virtuous, let's say someone who's not tempered, they're glutton, they like to enjoy their appetites. Someone who's overcome that, the person who's overcome that can see the benefit of being temperate and in control, but the person who doesn't have that doesn't have that because they don't possess the good yet. A lot of what this takes is that you believe when someone tells you, hey, you have to practice this, you have to be in control. There's this, again, this this faith aspect that involves like, I trust what you're saying because the way I see in myself right now, this is not who I want to be. I see what I can become. So I want to progress from that, from my point to this better point. And this is where you mentioned to the, the leadership. We also need people who are actively living this and really encouraging people to go to this direction. St. John the Cross, for example, in the ascent of Mount Carmel, he's calling people up from the top of the mountain. He's like, listen, I'm telling you the way you have to go through this thing. It's going to hurt, but it's good. Same thing even with the whole gospel message. A lot of what Christ is saying, like, this journey is going to be really rough, Okay. You know, that's what it is. But for us, the, the, the prize, is, it's, not, it's not only virtue, it's eternal life, which is kind of at stake here. A lot of what this takes is to actually put our trust into what someone's telling, someone who we love, someone who loves us. Put trust into them and then be able to proceed slowly, step by step. Healing of ourselves, healing within the relationships, working together, power of Christ, prayer, boom. You know, that's the three-step program, last step, problem solved, right? Last step, boom. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. But that's, that's some two cents for this week, folks. All right, it didn't go that bad with the girls. Yeah, yeah. Good job, girls. <laughs> Thank you, girls. We will catch you guys next week. Teresa, say bye-bye. Teresa's going to say bye. Say bye-bye. 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 God bless everyone. <laughs>